Warning, the following podcast contains coarse language and spoilers for the film and the title of the podcast. Now playing movie reviews in 20 cues. Hello, you goddamn fantastic people, and welcome to this year's Christmas edition of the podcast, Movie Reviews in 20 Cues. I am your host, Sam, and I am joined by a couple of ho-ho-hos. Yes, I make that joke every year. Never gets old. <laughs> just like Christmas, just like this film. Never gets old, or does it? We'll find out soon. First of our guest, Stacey. How are you, Stacey? I'm super excited to be here, Sam. Wow, that's amazing. I'm so glad to hear that. Oh, I'm yeah. so happy you're happy. Yeah, I am. That's not what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's completely different to what we were talking about for the last 20 minutes, but uh, yeah, glad you're here. Joining, uh, and it's your first Christmas special as well. No, I did not be in before Christmas last year. Good point. Top quality of podcasting. <laughs> Anywho, over to Kahu, our guest. How are you going, Kahu? What's happening? Great. I think I, I actually think I've set a record for the most southerly listening of this podcast. The what? Listen, <laughs> listen to it walking at forty-seven degrees south on Stewart Island. Wow! So unless we have a substantial listening community in, say, Patagonia or Antarctica, uh, Antarctica, yes, yeah. <laughs> then I think I'm the winner. We've got a ton of penguins that love our show, bro. <laughs> Apparently, I sound like a penguin's mating call, so they they play it in Antarctica to get them all riled up. Yeah, you better not go there then. <laughs> Maybe I want to. You'll go. get mobbed. Maybe I fucking want to go there. Those emperor penguins, eh? <laughs> They're bigger than you think. <laughs> oh wow! You tease. Uh, anyway, um, fuck. What are we talking about? We're talking about Home Alone. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Um, we don't need to give a plot. Everyone knows this film, right? The reason why we're doing Home Alone, though, first and foremost, got to mention, I threw it out there to our Patreons and said, you know what? You guys pick it. You know, we've done The Holiday. We've done Nightmare Before Christmas. We've done Die Hard. We've done Love Actually. Oh, God. Did we do Love Actually? <laughs> did Bad Mums a Christmas special? What? Terrible movie. What the fuck was that? Um, and so, yeah, overwhelming response for Home Alone. A couple of other responses that I'll, you know, maybe mention at the end that we could potentially do next year. But, yeah, basically that was the overwhelming favourite. Anyway, everybody knows the plot of this film. Everybody knows who it stars. Let's just move on to the usual stuff. Has a score of 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb, 66% on Rotten Tomatoes, 63% on TV Guide. TV Guide? What the fuck's TV Guide? 93% of Google users liked this film. Does anybody still buy TV Guide? I don't think so. I don't think it exists. So I'm kind of wondering why the hell that's on there. <laughs> Fucking bizarre. But, we'll get into, but before we get into the meat, we'll just do our usual rant. If you haven't heard the show before, we take a movie and we ask 20 questions about it. We start with 10 that can be applied to any film. We then move through three personal questions before finishing on a listener question or a Patreon question. This week, it's a listener question, but it's a special Patreon only. I've only thrown out there to our Patreons answer it for us. So we'll run through those answers at the end. But the one we always start with, compliment sandwich. One thing good, one thing bad, and one thing good about this film. If we liked it or if we hated it, shit sandwich. One thing bad, one thing good, and one thing bad. Stacy. Since you were so charming at the bit to do this film, why don't you start us off? What's your sandwich? Okay, so my first good thing is that this movie is every kid's dream, being home alone, being able to do whatever you want to, jump on mum and dad's bed, eat ice cream all the time, watch whatever movies you want, and stay up as late as you want. It's funny you say every kid's dream, because I'm pretty sure that's your dream as well, right? Yeah. 
when I was watching this movie, I was looking at that big bowl of ice cream that he was eating with all the hundreds of scoops on top of each other. <laughs> and I said to Sam, what would your like food be if you were in this situation? And I don't, can't, don't know what you said, but mine would be that big bowl of ice cream. Fuck you, would. My bad thing is the parenting in this movie is terrible. And, and I, in particular, it's not um, Uncle Frank. He called he called Kevin a jerk. Like I I don't know if that's aged that well. Really, do parents these days call kids jerks? This is all your fault, you little jerk. Yeah, exactly. Blaming things on how old is Kevin? Like eight or eight, yeah. something? I don't, I don't think I've ever heard a New Zealander call another New Zealander a jerk. Yeah, <laughs> regardless well, of their age. That's true. It's not really a term. Well, brace yourself. You're a fucking jerk. <laughs> we use. Um, and my final good thing. Thanks, Sam. Always so supportive. <laughs> yeah. My final good thing about this movie is just the humongously obvious one. This is everyone's good thing. Is Kevin's booby traps? That's the whole pinnacle of the movie. That really, when you think of Home Alone, that's the first thing you think of. All the cool, quirky traps. Yeah, yeah, they're awesome. They're awesome. So much so that I was surprised at how late into the film they came. It's like the pinnacle. It's the climax of the film. It You're working up to film. it, and then you have this awesome scene of all these back-to-back booby traps. Yeah. yeah. But for a film that's an hour 40, it only comes in at about hour 20. So it's like very late in the piece. For me, yeah. it almost, I, I, in my mind, because like, I haven't watched this in fucking Yongs, in my mind it started happening around halfway. But no. Yeah, it does kind of build up to it because, you know, he uses his ingenuity to kind of throw the burglars off the scent a couple of times before then so bonus question what was your guys favorite trap tarantula okay i love the paint cans i tried to paint can my family one time (laughs) god and mine was the feathers in the face that's just so so pointless but as a kid it looks so fun you you often do like dressing up as a chicken though don't you I do like Harry's look. <laughs> Your look is well like, what that. the fuck are you talking about, Sam? Yeah, with his burnt off beanie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can just see it on his face. Feathers, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Score out of 10,000. Uh, go paint cans. Score out of 10,000 paint cans. I'm going to score this 8,080 paint cans. You really like this? Mm, it's a classic. There's not really much wrong with it. I'm picking, I was okay. to really find things. Yeah. What about you, Kahu? A first compliment, and uh, if Topher's even listening to this podcast, given it's a kid's movie, he's going to hate this, but <laughs> Macaulay Col- Culkin just totally crushes this in this film. He's like just that right amount of kind of annoyingness, but, you know, kind of... Um, Precocious. Yeah, naive, yeah. Like smarmy and... Yeah, 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 like fresh-faced uh, kind of child actor. And um, he just dominates the screen every scene he's in, which is probably just about every scene. But yeah, he just, his presence there just makes the film. Uh, I think he's fantastic in this. Bad thing, everything about the setup of this is just a little bit too staged. Yes. Um, You're reading my answers, you fucker. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, I can see it off your glass over there. Yeah. Um, yeah, like the weather delays and mm-hmm. the, the power going out. None of the neighbours on the street anywhere apart from old man Marley being at home. and Not to mention no one, she doesn't know anyone in this town that can go around and pick him up. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, there's a certain level of whimsy and I know it's like the whole like 
Christmas spirit, like he wished for it and all that sort of stuff. There's a little bit of a mystical yeah. element, but you're right. That, that was the problem for me as well. It was just like, it's such a series of like a bizarre fucking series of events that gets them to this point. Really? Yeah, yeah. And police thinking, you know, it's Christmas, so basically no crime or anything happens this time of year, so who gives yeah. a shit? <laughs> yeah. I agree with you, Karen. I did start picking a, it apart based on that, but you can actually turn that into a good thing because they did cover off every other possibility except for, as you're right, calling someone who didn't live on the street. She even says when they get to the phone in France, call everyone I know. Yeah, okay, well maybe... They couldn't get hold of anyone. Maybe the whole of Chicago power went out from that one branch. Who knows? Well, maybe, and I think we probably all agree with this, she's a massive bitch and she doesn't have any friends. <laughs> yeah, that's probably more like it. Um, yeah, so you can't kind of think, oh, how did they forget him? Because they covered off every reason why they would have forgotten him. Mm, yeah. Mm. Uh, and my final good thing is that I like the uh, kind of the Simpsons level adult layers to this film. Like, yeah, there's some pretty serious undertones going on here. Like, I just did a quick quick list of of things that you know are a bit borderline to be in a kids movie. We've got film violence, a serial killer supposedly on the street, <laughs> an old man Marley, Playboy magazines, home invasion, whilst knowing that there is a child at home by himself. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Marv mentions suicide at one point. Yep, and and they openly discuss torturing a child, like and ki- no, just killing him. It's <laughs> yeah, like yeah. we're just going to kill him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> wow, I mean, it's it's all kind of said kind of flippantly, but yeah, there's some uh, yeah. Don't think too deeply about this. <laughs> it's it's one of those films from the eighties and nineties. Like, there's quite a few of them, like a almost hyper violent in a whimsical way that you sort of yeah, like a lot of. You know, like Steven Spielberg films and stuff like that, all have the level of whimsy to them. It's like Raiders of the Lost Ark and stuff. You watch that as a kid and you're like, yeah! And it's just like, some dude's fucking face gets melted off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the right. fuck? Yeah. And it almost has that element of animated, like the genre of animated kid stuff at that time was like quite violent. Like, mm, um, and wacky and, yeah. Yeah. The characters always getting killed. Like Wiley e. Coyote and fucking yeah. Roadrunner and shit like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. As a score. So I'm going to give this 8,000 paint cans out of 10,000. Fucking hell. I, I love this movie. And and that's saying something because I really hate Christmas movies. Like, <laughs> Same. This and Die Hard are probably the only Christmas movies I would willingly watch. And there goes question 20. You know, and you, know, you know why I think you, this works? It's because this film works even if it's not Christmas, in mm. my opinion. Take Christmas yeah. away any other time of year. Same situation could happen. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not an intrinsical part of the plot. Yeah. Like you can have this happen any other time. Yeah, you're right. And it's, I mean, it's it's highly rewatchable. Like, now that my kids are, are watching it, you know, we watch this just about every year. I've probably seen it, I reckon, about 20 times. It's probably one of my most watched movies. And Shit. I still enjoy <laughs> watching it. So Fair enough. It's a good movie. Fair enough. On to me. Yeah, um, yeah Kai's already taken my two things. Like... <laughs> Like the bad thing, as Kahu mentioned, there's a level of like just convenience and coincidence that go along with this that you're watching it that you're just like, if you start dialing down into it, you're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> but, um, and Macaulay Culkin, but I've got to mention Daniel Stern and Joe Pesci as well. Maybe one of them's an answer to a later question, but I love the Wet Bandits, loved, um, Macaulay Culkin because the film pretty much lives or dies on those three. 
you know, and surprising that Daniel Stern hasn't had much of a career after this. Like mm. Pesci and Macaulay Culkin obviously went their own sort of unique ways, but uh, yeah, Daniel Stern pretty much faded off into oblivion. And quite conveniently, my other good thing that I've just realised, listeners, I'm incredibly hungover at the moment, is the one thing that I wrote, wrote down was that, yeah, even though this is a kid's movie, I can still watch it and enjoy it as much as I did when I was a kid. So yes, I had the exact same answers as Kahu. <laughs> for those playing at home, this is why you shouldn't invite Kahu over for dinner and leave your notes out. <laughs> I mean, I, I'd say great minds think alike. But, um, yeah, vice versa. So then we're talking about Sam. Yeah, exactly. You're talking about a hungover drunk idiot who's fucking reeking of bourbon stain at the moment. Yeah, as a score, I hate to echo these guys, so I'm going to go 7,999. <laughs> this was legitimately one of my favorite movies as a kid you know like i love this I, I set up booby traps around my house i got chucked in juvenile um <laughs> i'm obviously joking listeners but yeah it's, it's a great film it's a great film anywho let's move us over to question number two question two is the first of our patreon questions this question comes courtesy of our man dan brennick of netflix and swill netflix and swill is an awesome podcast that covers all things netflix related from news and trailers and then a full breakdown on whatever movies come out that week or you know, sometimes go back and do older ones and that sort of stuff. It's pretty awesome. Dan will be on an upcoming episode that we're going to do on the movie Money Plane. I <laughs> can't. Oh, yeah, okay. First to laugh is in it. So, fuck you, you're in on that one, Kahu. <laughs> I don't know. I think I suggested that a yes, long time ago. You did. Kind of we, we have to do it now. Tongue in cheek. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this looks terrible. It looks fucking terrible. So, we have to do that. Anywho, what's his uh, question these days? Who is the true MVP of this film? I've already given away my answer. It was Daniel Stern. I loved Daniel Stern in this. I just, the the bit where he gets the transfer in the face and he just screams his head off. Amazing. Uh, I'm going for the flip side to that coin and going for Harry because he has to put up with Marv. And he also gets the most punishment <laughs> in this film. He does. Arguably. arguably. I, I think he does. And uh, yeah, I mean, Marv's basically trying to sabotage them at every turn. He's not very smart, and he leaves clues behind for them to get charged for all the burglaries at the end of the film. So, <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> He's a real MVP. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going for Harry just because I feel sorry for him. Fair enough. What about you, Ginger Princess? Well, I'm going for the spider. <laughs> what? <laughs> because he was like just there at the right place at the right time and without him yeah it wouldn't have really nailed kevin's plan it's funny because he's one of the few gingers that are in this film and i was wondering which ginger you were going to pick but you've picked what, the, a picked spider the yeah he's like a the tarantula is not ginger the tarantula is ginger he's like got a ginger tinge to him oh my god <laughs> oh. question three kahu question three before i get a divorce <laughs> Question three, how would you have incorporated Nicolas Cage into this movie? So at the start, well, towards the start of the film, when they all get picked up by the guys in the, you know, in the shuttles, there's that one poor driver that just gets insistently asked questions by oh, yeah. Michael Murphy or whatever the neighbour is. Yeah. Imagine if that was Nicolas Cage. Can you just leave me alone, kid? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. It's a good one. Uh, my original answer was that he would be one of the bandits, one of the bandits. But actually, I'm going to replace that with the mum. He he should be the mum. She's just shocking. And we need that level of emotional kind of range that Nicolas Cage could bring to that role. 
You can imagine him on the plane, eh? You can imagine Come on! (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yes, and trying to buy the the old couple's seat on the plane, offering everything he owns. Barging the French woman out of the way to use the telephone at the airport. Yeah. I need to use the phone, lady! Exactly. (laughs) Oh, that's good. Um, I'm going with... Old Man Marley, basically because he doesn't need any excuse to be in the same room as a choir. Oh, <laughs> oh yuck. no! Don't bring up face off. No, don't no, bring no. up face off. You know it. He's got, he's got <laughs> issues. <laughs> he certainly does. Uh, question four: What was the most preposterously insane leap of logic in this film? For me, it's the most iconic part of the film, and it's that all of his stunts were pulled off perfectly. None of them failed or misfired or mistimed or anything. Just bang, 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 one after the other. Yeah. The wet bandits just got it. That wouldn't happen in it's real life. It's because he drew up a plan. Like, <laughs> if there's any kids listening, draw up a plan and you'll get places. <laughs> sure. Yes, planning is important. I totally agree with that. I, I think it's just an insane leap of logic that... Nobody in this movie that met Kevin by himself would have called the police or checked up on why he was by himself. Yes. And the main person I'm pointing the finger at here is Santa, because Santa actually looked at Kevin <laughs> when he saw him like, hmm, why are you by yourself? Yeah. I don't care. I want to get home and I'll drown my sorrows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And he sees an eight-year-old walking down the road yeah. in the dark at, at night. Yeah, yeah. It's like, whatever, you know, check out lady, whatever. Just, the checkout lady did question him yeah. about it. She was about the only one who showed any concern. Yeah, yeah, until he got out the door and then, hello, next person in the checkout. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Santa was my backup option for Nicolas Cage. Uh, yeah, I did think of that too. Yeah, it Would have been 1990, so this is coming off the back of Vampire's Kiss in 88. And yeah, so Nicholas, yeah, would have been quite young at that point, but... Uh... Okay, yeah, on to me. Uh, my runner-up was Joe Pesci traversing the rope. You know, when him and Daniel Stern jump on that rope and he's, like, traversing it, I was like, I can't do that. But he's, like, doing, like, a sort of, like, lat pull-down grip <laughs> and, like, shuffling along, and I was like, that guy is clearly harnessed to something. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's incredibly obvious. But the the one that I only have just picked up is that there's that point there where they start talking about old man Marley, and, like, Buzz is sitting in his room, and he's as far away from the window as possible, and he goes, old man Marley. And he goes running to the window, and it's just like, A, old man Marley's about 200 meters up the street. Yeah. And like, you, okay, you can say, oh, I heard this, this fucking shovel grinding or something. Like no, you're not going to hear it. It's <laughs> yeah. windy. It's late at night. He's fucking off in the distance. It's there's, bullshit. There's 15 people in your house running around like idiots. Yeah, screaming yeah. their fucking heads off and shit like that. There's no way Buzz would have gone, oh, old man Marley, unless he's got some sort of fucking radar on him or something. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. what the fuck? Like some alarm went off or something. Okay, question five. What's the biggest dick move in this movie? Uh, it's almost anything that Uncle Frank does, but I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna hone in on Uncle Frank not paying for the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> cheap he's a, he's a cheap skate. He's always got some excuse to get out of everything. He, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. I need to bite my tongue for a later question. Um, I was, I had everything Uncle Frank did. I was like, everything Buzz did. Like, most of these people in this are just absolute jackasses. I mean, well, let's set aside wet bandits. They're obvious. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, they're trying to fucking rob a house. Of course, they're going to be the obvious answer. 
But yeah, everything buzzed it. It was just like it's such a jerk to Kevin. Hey, yeah. can I sleep in your room? I want to let you sleep in my room. If you were what, growing on my ass. <laughs> <laughs> he had some good lines though, Buzz. Yeah, he had some great lines. And like, you need you need that guy. You need yeah. that absolute jackass. Um, on top of that, like, okay, Joe Pesci isn't a cop. We know that. You know, Marv isn't a cop. We worked that out. But like, just at the start, there's a cop standing in your house. And everyone's just, like, walking past him, ignoring him. Fuller and the other girl, who we know can talk, just stare at him. Yeah. You know, just stand there staring at him. It's like, fucking arrogant, fuck up, stuck up people these <laughs> the fa- thing, whole family is. The other thing with that is, is that you sort of assume the parents are reasonably smart. But he's no. clearly wearing a fake police uniform. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It, just, it looks like something you'd get at a costume shop. Not even a costume shop, like a two dollar shop, you know, some sort of odds and ends sort of fucking shop yeah, yeah. that just sells fucking anything. Yeah. What about you, Stace? I've got a bit of a different answer to this movie, but that poor pizza guy. Both times he went to the uh, house, he got dick moves on him. The first one, yeah, is getting totally ignored to start with, and not no one wanting to pay him. And the second time he went there, he got shot at by Kevin. Out the bloody back door, or pretend shot at, or whatever. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Exactly. So he was a recipient of two dick moves. Or is he the dick move for knocking over the statue? (laughs) Everyone knocks over that statue. Everyone knocks over that statue. statue. (laughs) Fuck that statue. That statue is the dick move. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Next, our next question, also a Patreon question, comes courtesy of our man Nutrovert. What is it there? Yes, question six. What time was the perfect time for a bathroom break? I'm going to say when he goes to the store and the, the cashier is like, you know, asking him questions and stuff and he's like, oh, I got a coupon for that. And I was like, that's eh, kind of dragging. I don't care. It was kind of irrelevant, that whole trip to the store. Exactly. It was like, you know, we, we don't need to see his day-to-day admin. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like... Because hmm. yeah. he left with nothing. Oh no, he left with just the stolen toothbrush, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't even know whether it was approved by the dental association. <laughs> yeah, or yeah not. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, what kid cares about that? <laughs> he does have pretty white teeth, so maybe he does. <laughs> does he does? Yes, for all that Hollywood ice smile. cream that he eats, he needs to brush really well. I think all the scenes where the mum is trying to get back home. I didn't rate any of it. It just seemed forced and fake and flustered and pointless. Well, especially when she gets home about five minutes before exactly. everybody else gets home. Yeah, yeah. God, exactly. So like when she was signing up for that truck ride, didn't she do a, a quick mental calculation of how long it would take? Yes. So that everything that mum does is pointless and <laughs> yeah. ineffective. Talking about like self-centered dickishness, how about when the whole family gets home and they're just like, oh, hey, Kevin. You know oh, I mean? yeah, and, and they, they leave him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they don't care. Yeah. It's like, hey, Kevin, the dad's like, what a funny guy. Yeah. And yeah. then they just all walk off. They just all walk yeah, off they've like... basically been on a round-the-world yeah. trip on over two days or something. Yeah. <laughs> For no reason. For no reason. But, like, e- even still, it's like, poor, like, yeah. they're all happy when they're coming in. Like, no one's fucking concerned. It's like, oh, shit, I wonder if he's still alive. Like, none of that. None of them, oh, my God, it's so good to see you. It's just like, bustling. And then just fucking fuck yeah. off again. If you were the mum and dad, you wouldn't have him out of your sight for, like, the next few days. <laughs> exactly. Um, that whole family is full of dicks. They didn't even fucking <laughs> help him, like, pack his bag. Hey, yeah. I've never packed a suitcase before. Get out of here, loser. It's like, <laughs> fuck you, you little wankers. 
Maybe that's just American kids. Maybe they just like being dicks to everyone. How do you get to eight years old and you've never packed a bag for yourself before? Hey, 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 I'm like 39. Like <laughs> <laughs> packed a bag for myself. Your mum does it for you, man. Mum does it for you. Mm. They even say that to him in the movie. Don't worry, your mum's well, going to do it for Fern's you. Fern's mum is not doing it for her for much longer. My, my kids still don't make their lunch. <laughs> for Jesus school. Christ, I know. Kahu. And it's so easy. So easy. Kids, Kahu's, kids these kids days. Kahu's kids are 20. They're 19. <laughs> they're, they're not even at home. We still make their lunch. Exactly. <laughs> God, that sounds good. Can we get that? (laughs) Uh, So I think my answer is that I'd sneak out for a toilet break when he's talking to Marley in the church. While it's kind of a secondary plot, it's sort of three quarters of the way through, which you tend to nearly always need to go for a pee anyway. So (laughs) that'd be my spot. It would make the ending a little bit more profound if he just shows up out of the blue. Mm. You know, because if he's still fearful of him and thinks he's this, you know, crazy psychopath serial killer that dumps bodies in salt piles or whatever and mummifies them and whatever the hell Buzz told him, you know what I mean? Like, if he just comes in, like, this saving presence. He was he was also going to be yeah, my MVP that, as well. That would have been interesting, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because he would have stood there, like, you know, watched them knock out these two guys and then he's like, oh, my God, what's he going to do to me? And yeah. He's like, Let's get you home. Yeah, that that would have been good. And then they could have maybe had a conversation similar to what they had in the church yeah. at the end of the film. Mm. Instead of just knocking out two criminals, going and dumping a kid at your house, and then leaving. It's yeah, just leaving yeah. him alone well, again. It's weird because like the, the threatening, there's the threatening shot of old man Marley's boots, and you're like, who's this? It's like, oh, well, old man Marley, we know he's a good guy. Mm. You know, instead of thinking, oh, he's going to whack all three of these guys. Mm. There you go, Christopher Columbus, director of this film, and... John Hughes, producer, yeah. writer of this film. We know more about how to make a better movie than you do. <laughs> Editing. Yeah. Anywho, moves us over to another Patreon question. Comes courtesy of our mate Emily Higgins of the Tasters podcast. She compares two films. One that's universally beloved, such as Home Alone. She will compare that to another film that she doesn't think gets the love it deserves, such as Breaking In. A film starring Gabriel Union that I don't think anyone here has ever heard of. No. She's married to Dwayne Wade. NBA, former NBA superstar. Neat. Yeah. <laughs> she, she was also... Except for who knows the entire backstory of yeah. the entire cast. She was also in top five with Chris Rock. <laughs> I know who she is. Yeah. But I'm talking about Sam, the movie. Sam. Oh, right. Payback. Have you ever... ever break, breaking... Oh, I've forgotten the fucking name of it. Breaking In. Have you seen Breaking In? Heard of Breaking In? No. no. What's it about, Sam? It's a 2018 film in which a woman fights to protect her family during a home invasion and has a score of 5.5 out of 10 on Oh, wow. I thought it was going to be maybe like a melodramatic ranch film about breaking in a brooding horse or something. (laughs) Maybe it is. I didn't actually think that, but that would have been interesting. We should actually listen to Emily's podcast to find out more about it. We should watch this film. I'm just... No. I'm watching the trailer while I'm pretending to podcast with you guys. What did she compare it to? Home Alone! What? What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> Top quality podcasting. I missed that first part of your oh story. Oh my gosh. Oh my fucking gosh. I'm the oh. hungover one. That's the craziest part. I was out till midnight. That was going to be my answer for this question too. <laughs> Same. Breaking in was a great film. Breaking in is fucking amazing. <laughs> God damn this. Po- if you'd like to get a hold of us, you can find us on Twitter and movies. <laughs> Please just give up. Well, have you got an answer anyway, Stacey? You've got yes, an answer? yes, I do. So um, still carrying on the theme of bratty young kid doing pranks on someone is Dennis the Menace. 
came out three years later. Dennis the Menace. Mm. So I think that's a good double feature for the similar mm. target audience. Fair enough. I don't think I've seen that since I don't think I've seen it. <laughs> to be honest, I don't think I've you ever haven't seen Dennis the Menace. I don't think I have. Oh, Sam. Anyway, what about you? Uh, I'm going for a very different genre, and that is Don't Breathe, starring Stephen Lang. Similar kind of scenario, though. Home Invasion, yep. Yeah, Home Invasion, and the victim turns the tables. Fair enough, yeah. That's a really good film. Yeah, I really liked it. It's a really good horror. Uh, I am also going to go with another light-hearted comedy that involves a person setting a series of booby traps. I'm going to go with 2004's Saw. <laughs> well, I'll just trump my answer then. <laughs> there you go. I reckon next Christmas when Fern's old enough, we'll sit down, we'll watch Home Alone together, and then we'll watch Saw together. And uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> makes sense? Okay. Stacey, Stacey's agreed to it. She hasn't vetoed it. Perfect. By this stage, you won't be allowed to see Fern anymore. So, <laughs> Okay, smartass. Anyway, let's move us over to our next question. Also, a Patreon question comes courtesy of our mate Chris Yeeney. You're the fucking man, Chris. You're the fucking man. What's his question, Stacey? It is, what song would you drop into this movie and where? Ooh, and uh, certain fanboys might get annoyed at my combo here, but I'm going with the original Transformers theme song. Uh, and when Harry and Marv slop on the micro machines, robots in disguise. <laughs> robots in disguise. <laughs> yeah. Transformers. Yeah, that sucked, Co. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, the one for me, it's so obvious. Uh, I'm going with Kansas's Carry On My Wayward Son. Yeah. Carry so, On Wayward Son. So obvious. So obvious. Because, you know, it's just like, just him. You know, he's a wayward son, just fucking carrying on. The bit at the end, you know, when all the when all the traps are going off and all that sort of shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. Carry on, wayward son, by um, Kansas. Anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's my answer. What about you, Stace? What do you got? Okay, when at the near the end of the film, when Kevin's really wishing that his family would come home, he, uh, Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas Is You." God, that's be, terrible. <laughs> yes, would be absolutely terrible. So I don't, don't know why I'm recommending it. <laughs> Anywho, moves us over to question nine. Question nine is what quote from this film would be the worst to hear after sex? I hope I never see you again for the rest of my life. Mm. It's pretty bad if you put a bit of effort in, yeah. It's pretty bad. The other one I was thinking of was I wouldn't let you sleep in my room if you were a walk growing on my ass. Like, <laughs> yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ, I've done something fucking wrong. I better get the fuck out of here. My answer is you're what the French call, I can't even pronounce it, Le- Oh, les incompetentes? Les incompetentes. Yeah, <laughs> You're what the French call les incompetentes. That's a good line, that one. And I'm going with, I'll snap off your cojones and boil them in motor oil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one too. Uh, final question comes courtesy of our man Nick Haskins of Nicholas Kitchen, an awesome cooking podcast that's more than just that. It's a slice of life and everything that uh, goes along with it. It's just awesome. Go check it out. When, when are you going to be on it, Stacey? Yeah, she's going to be on it soon. Soon? Is it Stacey? Is it soon? Is it soon? Are you going to be on it soon? No plans have been <laughs> confirmed yet. Just teasing us, Stacey. Just teasing us. Anyway, his question. What type of meal is this film? This is a croque monsieur. What is a croque monsieur? It's a French toasty. Like a cheese thick 
bread with cheese inside, all melty. It's and it is that because it incorporates the French and American themes and it blends in well with Kevin's uh, macaroni cheese that he liked to eat. Macaroni cheese. That's almost like it's Sam's answer. Oh. Mac and cheese, because it's a cheesy film and we've got Mac, we've got Macaulay Culkin, so <laughs> makes too much sense. Plus we see him eating it. Um, a lot of people love mac and cheese. Uh, if you've listened to a recent episode of Nikolai's Kitchen, he had on M from Verbal Diorama where they talk about mac and cheese and uh, making it and all that sort of stuff. Uh, not really a big fan of macaroni and cheese, but you know a lot of people love it, which kind of makes fucking no sense here for me because... I enjoyed this movie. <laughs> so, I enjoyed this movie. So, fuck. anyway, Kahu, what like, do you got? You don't like mac and cheese. Fuck no, I hate mac and cheese. Yeah, I'm not wow. a big fan. Yeah, I got forced to have it when I was like 15 or 16, staying at a friend's place, and we'd throw up in the toilets. Oh damn. <laughs> for for me, I, I want to say it's a cheese pizza, but that's an answer we've used plenty of times. Uh, so it's just any kind of generic microwave quick eat meal. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's all Kevin could do because he's only an eight-year-old. And ice and, cream and popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> In a metaphorical sense, yeah, it's cheap and nasty and easy. But at the same time, that's what this film is. But it's still fun. It's still, yeah. you know, he has to have a good time. Tasty. Yeah, yeah. It's not artistically amazing. Does its job. Yeah. Absolutely. Anywho, personal questions. Stacey, you're up first. What do you got? The Wet Bandits have their water theme. <laughs> what would your calling card be? So what would be our calling card for when we rob places? Yeah. 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 I kind of noticed this in the movie when Marv was trying to crowbar open the basement door and it was unlocked. And it just really infuriated me because he had mangled the whole door frame. Yeah. And I just thought if you robbed a house and then did that to every single door, it would be so annoying if you're the homeowner. Yes. You'd have to replace the whole frame and bits of the door and the yeah. lock and all of that shit. It would be so such a pain. Yes. So that's what you want to do is go around mangling people's doors. Yeah, yeah, so I'll do that. You'll be the door mangler. Yeah, I'll be the door mangler. <laughs> that sounds cool, actually. Uh, shout out to Spanky and one of my other friends, Cameron. When we were at university together, I thought it would be really funny to play a prank on them by making their beds backwards. So making their pillow and uh, at the other end of the bed. So the foot of the bed, basically. Okay. Bed perfectly made, but backwards. <laughs> yeah. Like, surprisingly got quite a lot of leverage out of it, to the point that I did it to Cameron. Cameron didn't fucking give two shits about it. Well, Cameron got a bit sort of like, whoa, what the fuck, who's done this to my bed? Told Spanky about it. Spanky didn't care. So I did it to Spanky's bed, and Spanky fucking lost it. Like, he lost his fucking mind. Because he didn't know how to get into his bed? No, no, because he thought people were breaking into our house, making beds backwards, and then leaving again. So he was like, nah, we need to change the keys. We need to fucking, like... You know, like you know, we need we need to find out who did this. We need to call the cops. All that sort of shit. He got fucking furious. So nothing was taken from your flat or damaged. But no, the bed was made around the wrong way. I, I just went into Cameron's room to get something one time, and I thought, fuck it, I'll make his bed backwards. And then when Cameron told me, I told Spanky about this. And Spanky didn't care. I did it to Spanky, and then Spanky went out, and he was like having a breakdown. So you had told Spanky about it. No, I never told Spanky about it. I oh. just did it. I was just fucking bored one day and thought it'd be funny. <laughs> so I just did it. And then when I, um, and then I was sitting there in my other mate's room, we were like playing, uh, my other mate Morgan, we we're just sitting there. And I, I like looked at Morgan and I go, it was me that did that. And he was like, really? And I was like, yeah, yeah. 
And he's like, you, you're going to have to tell Spanky. And I was like, I don't know if I want to because Spanky's out in the lounge. And he's like, oh, fucking, I'll kill whoever's fucking done this. <laughs> rah, rah, rah. And he, 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 Spanky came in and goes, was it you? And I was like, no. And then he like, walked out again. And I was like, and Morgan's like, you're going to have to fucking tell him. So I, I went to the door. And when Spanky was over the other side of the room, I was like, it was me, bro. And he like fucking full sprinted at me and I ran through Morgan's room, jumped out the window and took off up the road. I was gone. I was fucking out of there. So oh. that's what I'd do. I'd break into people's houses, make their bed backwards and then leave again. The other good- and what fucks with your head, man? It's fucking weird. Like you walk into your room and you're like, what the, f- Why, who did that? If I walked into our room and our med- bed was made and I hadn't made it. I would flip. <laughs> yeah, okay, smart ass. <laughs> I'm going to make it backwards now every morning just to piss you off. The other good variation on that is to make it really tightly but slightly too short. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. You can't fold the sheet. You can't pull the things up quite far enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the good unfold, like the fold of the sheet halfway down the bed. So when they, they try to get into the bed, they're like, what the fuck? You know, yeah, like, yeah. Just parachute in there. Yeah. <laughs> They're good ones, guys. My next question is, what family member should they have left at home alone? Well, I've got Uncle Frank and I've got Buzz, so whatever one you want to take, you can fucking take <laughs> the other one, because fuck those two. Oh, I did have Frank, but then I thought, Kate's just the bearer of bad news in all of us, so she can stay home by herself, and everybody else can go. She is a bit of a downer. She yeah. does ruin the whole... Well, come on. <laughs> what am I saying? <laughs> Jesus Christ, come on, Sam. I mean, that, it's, it's a bit of an interesting plot point that Far more so than Peter, the father, Kate is made out to be like as if it's all her fault. Yeah. You know? yeah. The father has a child called Kevin as well. Why isn't it his <laughs> fault? That's what I loved about this film. It was funny. It was going to be one of my questions because when me and Stacey were watching it, we were like, would you be the parent that went back to try and get Kevin or would you be the one that would stayed with, four, how many are there? 14? No, probably 11 other kids. Would you have stayed with those yeah. 10, 11 other kids in yeah. an apartment in Paris? <laughs> in the rain. In the rain. Yeah. What would you have chosen? Would you, I'd, yeah, be, yeah. I'd really leave me the yeah, out of there. there. I mean, I, I, I guess it went with the territory of the film, though, of, you know, a mother getting home to a young child. You know, yeah. it wouldn't have quite been the same if it was the father. If it was the father, it would have been like a, a psychological thriller or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. it would have been a different film. <laughs> yeah. But... They got home at exactly the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you could just say the father is actually more well organized and the mother is a raving lunatic. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's all I'm going to say. Yes. <laughs> okay. And my third question is um, Good segue, by the way. Yeah. Great segue. <laughs> <laughs> is this mum just a complete vapid idiot? Yeah, I yes. mean, I mean, carrying on from the previous answer, I th- I think Peter's just a bit like absent in this whole parenting thing. I reckon that that Kate just has to look after everything, even the in-laws, and nobody sort of helps her out, and that's why she gets a little bit forgetful of the details. Yep, yep. Mm. I'm just gonna go yes. Mm, interesting. Yes. Love Catherine O'Hara. I think she's a great actress. I think she's awesome. But yeah, yeah. This, this character is the a, dad. So, a bit of a and what about when Kevin's, oh, when the milk got spilled and then the dad just spilled the Coke? So he can't even deal with a bottle himself. Yeah, like, exactly. He's bloody useless. And no, it looks Pepsi, like, wasn't it? Wasn't it Pepsi? Oh, Pepsi. Pepsi, 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 some, Pepsi. Some, Product placement, Pepsi. Some cola based drink. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it does look like he uh, delegates that whole disciplining operation too to Kate 
Mm. Well, maybe we'll find out why when we ask my next question. Segways all round. Segways all round. <laughs> Segways all round. So I'm just going to go straight into a question about him. What do you reckon he does for a job? I know this has been floating around the internet. Let's try and put it to bed now. What do you reckon he does for a job where he can afford to send an entire family to Paris for Christmas, has a giant house in Chicago? What do you reckon he does? And can pay $122.50 for pizza for an entire fucking family. <laughs> I think he's a, he seems a bit bland in general. I think he's a vice president at some kind of big insurance company. Your so he, yeah, exactly. Bit of a boring job. No one really cares or knows what he does in the family. It's not really a topic of conversation. And he earns enough to pay for all that stuff, but yeah. He's creaming it, but yeah. Or like IBM or something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so I reckon he's a bit like Jason Bateman's character on Ozark. It's funny you mentioned uh, that. He's funny you mentioned, I said that to Stacey today. <laughs> oh, was, really? Yeah, yeah. I was like, he's going to be an accountant for some fucking bad people, you know? Yeah, yeah. Laundering money for the mob. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. I think he's got, yeah, fucking taking care of the numbers for a whole bunch of dodgy motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly it. Uh, next question. Realistically, which one of the wet bandits should have died first? Because they go through some pretty intense torture. Hmm. Well, when they turn up at Kevin's house, it's Daniel Stern because he takes a bullet to the head and then an iron to the face. Yeah. I know it wasn't a real bullet, but it could have gone into his eye and into his brain and he would have been gone or it just seemed really bad. Well, take an iron to the head. That would probably fracture your yeah. skull. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For those same reasons, I've gone with Marv as well because he's a bit accident prone, but if we go the other side with Harry, I think the whole thing that he's teamed up with Marv would lead me to believe that Marv would kind of get Harry into some calamity and have him killed. Right. Mm. Yeah. It would just be Harry's bad luck. Yeah. yeah. At what point, if you were those two, would you have given up, eh? Like, like that should have been my other question, really, for this. Is like, at what point would you have gone, fuck this? Kid's got a fucking gun and he just shot me in the fucking head. <laughs> yeah. You'd be like, okay... Is is this house really going to pay out that much that we're going to go through all this torture for it? No. It was all Let's those, get the fuck out of here. All those VCRs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Harry's... Top quality products. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Harry's clearly the brain in this pinky and the brain combo. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, he already knows that Marv floods houses. Like, why wouldn't he just quit while he's ahead? Like, does he have some big debt he owes Marv or something you know or, or is he like a patsy and he's like you know when he's gonna blame it on him when shit goes down sort of thing or you know if, if things go sideways he's like a you know fucking scapegoat sort of thing so yeah 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 maybe he's maybe. the brain in the scenario but that neither of them are really fully thinking things through are they no no <laughs> <laughs> my final question hypothetical for you guys I mean, Stace, we've gone on holiday and we've realised that we left Fern at home. That would be pretty bad parenting given that we've only got one fucking child. <laughs> but we've, uh, or Kahu, maybe you've left all three kids at home and you don't want to go back, but uh, let's pretend like you have to. <laughs> would you guys, in an effort to get back to your Home Alone kids, would you jump in a truck full of poker players that you've just met? Or as John Candy calls them, poker bums. Well, I would be on the Friday morning flight direct from Paris to Chicago. <laughs> So I wouldn't be in that situation, basically. <laughs> yeah. My kid's home, ah, they'll be all right. 
<laughs> I'm not going to try everything I can. They'll be all right. No, but when you, like you say, it's that forward planning thing. If you actually think about what's going to happen on that trip, yeah. getting on the first plane to God knows where is not necessarily going to get you there faster. You've got to be smart. Okay. So say, for instance, you've ended up in Scranton. Would you <laughs> now get in a now get in that truck? That U-Haul shipping truck, by the way. There's not even like seats yeah. in. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess it's stuff. desperate times, isn't it? Yeah. So you would? If there was no other option. What about you, Kofi? I mean, in this scenario... Fuck I'm, my kids. <laughs> I'm going, no, like, it's openly admitted these guys have been on the road for months, so... Yeah. Who knows what type of people they've turned into, and, yeah, it's a U-Haul truck. There's, like, no windows. It's one against, like, five of them. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. Mm, I mean, John dangerous. Candy's a happy guy, but... Don't know the rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the thing I was thinking as well. Is like he refers to them as a group of poker bums. Like, aren't you a little bit worried that if you go to sleep, you're going to get a poker bummed? <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, yeah, like she's an attractive woman in this movie. It's Stacey has yeah. just cringed her face off into existence. Yeah. Uh, Kahu, what about you? What about you, Kahu? And and my first question is like. The biggest dilemma of this entire movie is how can a cheese pizza cost US twelve dollars in nineteen ninety when I can get one for New Zealand five dollars today? What's going on here? Like is there something I'm missing? So that would have made pizzas back then what, thirty dollars or in New Zealand? Yeah, basically thirty bucks in New Zealand money. And back then in nineteen ninety at Pizza Hut you used to go there and pay what, 10 bucks a head for all you can eat pizza? 12 bucks, 15 bucks, something like that? It was fucking dirt cheap. Yeah, yeah like a dairy products and, and wheat to make pizza bases hard to come by in Chicago? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of near the Midwest, eh? So, should be lots of grain going around. Yeah. What do you reckon, Stace? Oh, I don't, I don't know the answer to this. This is just baffling to me. So I went out to our Patreon extraordinaire, Tara Maholic. Love you, Tara. Love your work. And I said to her, okay, we're doing Home Alone tonight. How does a pizza cost 12 bucks in 1990? And she said, pizza here is kind of pricey. $12 for a large is a bargain. Average around $20 now, except a chain called Little Caesars, which is gross. <laughs> but for a mum and pop, $12 for a large pizza in 1990 would be about average. Oh. Wow, crazy! They, right? They didn't seem like they were huge pizzas. No, they didn't seem they didn't seem like larges, like yeah. large as we know them. Sort of thing. And then I started thinking about it. I was like, they did look pretty large. Those boxes. They were like, they weren't just like. No, you watch it again. They didn't look the, huge. No, the pizza guy when he had them all piled up, they were oh, like yeah. out wide. What? Sorry, they were out wider than his body. Yeah, and then when you see the actual pizza themselves on their plates, they weren't all that huge. But even so, we can get those big pizzas here for. About $15? Yeah. So Tara then went on to say that uh, Domino's is about 15 to 17 bucks on average for a large of any sort of toppings. But then they have a 6% food tax on top of that, so it's more like $20 in America for a large pizza. 20 bucks US? Yeah. Wow. For a Domino's pizza? For a Domino's pizza. How so, much do we pay for Domino's pizza? So for 20 bucks American, we'd get three large pizzas and a garlic bread. 
yeah. <laughs> what wow. the fuck? Yeah, there we go. There we go, New Zealand. We have something it. that's cheaper than America <laughs> yeah. for a change. The benefits of living in New Zealand. Yeah, I just don't understand it. It's weird. Pay five times as much for petrol. Pay five times as much for groceries. Pay five times as much for food. Except for pizza. Yeah. Pay, pay five times as much for fucking clothing. My, my next follow-up question then is, KFC cheaper here than in the Must, States? Oh, I don't know. I think it, I've, I've travelled the world and gone to a lot of KFCs. <laughs> Been to quite a few. I think they're about, about average over oh, there. Yeah. The cheapest one I had was probably in Asia. Like We had one in Bali that was like three bucks for, like, <laughs> for a lot. Uh, it's so much so that even though I was hungover as shit, it was still like, this is the first time KFC has ever been me. I'm not happy. <laughs> uh, awesome debate there, guys. Uh, second question. So just who is most to blame for Kevin being left home alone? I want to go with that annoying neighbor kid that shows up, starts rummaging through all this shit, and then gets counted in the number of kids. You know, I'm gonna, uh, On top of that, though, and it's come to light recently on the internet, was the fact that the dad while mopping up all the Pepsi that got spilt on the other shit, he actually mopped up Kevin's plane ticket yes. and threw it in the rubbish bin. So maybe the dad, maybe the dad. Mm. I'm, I'm just going to keep answering until Stacey goes, hey, but that's my answer. Um, the other one too is like, what, what, what neighbor lets their tree grow that close to a power line that a branch can come off and smoke the power line? Yeah. You know, the city council should be out there trimming that fucking tree what other okay. ones here? What, what okay. other? We, we now, know, the mum, on the other hand. We, and, know, and, we know how quick the city council is at answering problems. Sam, that, that's we? true, that's true. Let's also think about this. 14 people in this house didn't wake up at a normal time. You know, yeah. we didn't see them getting a fucking 5 a.m. flight. We saw them getting like a, what, 8, 19, I don't know, morning, middle, early morning flight. I think it was about 9 because they woke up at 8 15. Yeah. And Frank says. Got 45 minutes or so. 45 minutes to get to the, yeah. get to the flight. Okay, how many more can I go before Stacey tells me to shut up? Yeah, that's my answer. Well, just shut up anyway. <laughs> um, but my answer is it's the mum's fault primarily. You really don't like her. Because everything is the mum's fault. Even though she delegated the counting and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, she, put him up, she was the one who put him upstairs to be forgotten about. Yeah. She was the one who didn't help pack his bag. And get them sorted and make sure they're all right. And you don't just ask someone, hey, can you do a count up? You say, hey, can you make sure all of our family members are in the van? <laughs> like, mm. Counting in this situation doesn't seem really the right way about things. Or counting just as they're about to leave. Yeah. Like when yeah. they're in the van and the doors are closed. Yeah. 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 I, I was going to say it's Fuller's fault. Yeah. If that boy could control his bladder, then Kevin wouldn't have to sleep up in the attic or wherever exactly. he was going to sleep. Exactly. He was next fault. on my list of 15 people that I was trying <laughs> yeah. to pick. Uncle Frank, fuck that guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, my final question, who are the top three worst mums in film history? So I feel like this mum is a serious contender for some of the reasons why Stacey's mentioned, but there's, there's other mums out there in film history that are way worse than this. So, for instance, the mum and Carrie – the, you know, like, psychotically religious, they're all going to laugh at you, lady. Yeah. Definitely her. Um, but the the one that I reckon is going to top that is the mum from AI, the one that wanted a son, so she got this robot son, and then the first drop of a hat that she gets pregnant, she's like, all right, drives out to the woods, see ya. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sends him on his way, the poor little robot. <laughs> That's what? right. That's shocking. Fucking bitch. <laughs> 
Um, I'm going to go with Norman Bates's mum. Oh yes, from Psycho. From is it the movie? <laughs> Top quality <laughs> podcasting. <Bates> yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh, Jesus. Shit, I love how you picked a character who's dead. <laughs> Spoiler alert for a fucking seventy-year-old movie, but you've you've picked a, a woman who's she's still dead. Bad, she's still a bad mum when she was alive. Yeah, yeah. When he starts murdering Janet Lee, she should have come to life, ran down the hill, stopped him from doing that shit. So bad. She's Stacey's number one, two, and three. Absolutely. You got any more? Whatever Sam said is that your two and three. Yep. Fair enough, Stace. Uh, moves us down to our final question. As I said, this is a question that we threw out there to our Patreons, our wonderful, wonderful Patreons that have supported us this year and kept some money rolling in, which has allowed us to pay for hosting and a whole bunch of other new equipment and a whole bunch of awesome stuff. So, yeah, if you want to become a Patreon and be part of this uh, wonderful endeavor, there is a link down in the show notes. Anyway, the reason why this question came up is because Kahu mentioned to us that he watches Home Alone every year, as you guys heard at the start of the podcast. But uh, I want to know from you guys, I mean, you've already mentioned this in Die Hard, so yeah. is there, have you got another one? Have you got another go-to Christmas film, one that you watch every year, or one that you've seen thousands of times when you were a kid, or maybe even a recent one that you're like, oh, if I had to rewatch, I want to watch that one right now? Yeah, no, I mean, not really, because the whole thing with Christmas films is that there's always some kind of moral lesson or happy ending at the end, you know? So you sort of always know what direction it's going to take. Um, the only other one I can think of is maybe Gremlins. Oh! I do quite like Gremlins. Oh, yeah, that's a good choice. Long time since I've seen that, that's though. That's a good choice. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe maybe that, Home Alone and Die Hard. Yeah. Well, I'm a famously non-rewatcher of movies, so I don't... Re- so, for me to... Unless it's Wizard of Oz. Yeah. And so if I've watched a Christmas movie, like, or maybe walk the two line. or three times, that's excessive and <laughs> not by my not by my own choice but since i've met sam i think we've watched elf about three times which is like you've never watched it all the way board. through <laughs> don't <laughs> you say this <laughs> okay well that's as close as i get i don't i don't voluntarily put on a movie i've already seen yeah we've, we've had a crack at that my one's die hard of course it's die hard I've got to a point, listeners, where I know Stacey doesn't rewatch things, so I actually watch in secret Die Hard. It's like <laughs> watching porn. It's like I wait for Stacey to go to sleep, and then I put Die Hard on, and then I watch 20 minutes, and then I come back and watch another 20 minutes at a later stage. Because I know she's going to walk in, are you fucking watching this shit again? <laughs> I'd rather she bust me watching porn compared to finding me watching Die Hard. Now, as I mentioned, our dear, wonderful Patreons threw some answers at us. Emily, that we mentioned, Emily said, my favourite classic childhood watch is The Santa Claus. It's just so charming, but in the last few years, I've also added a long kiss goodnight to the rotation, which falls under the Die Hard umbrella of technically Christmas films. Completely agree. Ooh, I need to watch that one again. It's so good. I don't quite remember it. That was one of the suggestions from Tara, actually, was long kiss goodnight. Mm. We really wanted to do that as well. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson, eh? Hey? Yep, Samuel L. Jackson, yeah. yep, Gina Davis. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. Yep. Nutrovert said uh, Home Alone and Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Go to the Muppets. Yeah, Justin Rowe, one of our brand new Patreons. You're the man. He also said, for me and my wife, it's definitely Muppets Christmas Carol. Such a brilliant film we both loved growing up and now is our Christmas Eve tradition for the past 12 years. Aww. Scrooge and Love Actually, he must have listened to Abe's because so, he put brackets, I know, deserve an honourable mention. <laughs> <laughs> Dishonourable mention. Dishonourable mention. <laughs> Gotta watch this Muppets movie. Yeah, it's fine. It I've never seen on. it. 
come on, man. I'm going to go watch it right now. But then he said, for me, though, there is only one. That is, of course, Die Hard. Perfect Christmas movie. No one will ever convince me otherwise. You're the man, Justin. That's completely correct. Money said, uh, White Christmas. When I was younger, my mum told me about the sister's song, which she would sing with my aunt when they were kids. She was shocked when I said I had no idea what she was talking about. She made me watch the movie with her, and it's become a tradition to watch it every year since then. Very wholesome. Very cool. Chris said, sadly not reap. Brackets yet, which is the uh, countdown <laughs> podcast uh, film that they made back in the nineties when they were kids, and uh, still petitioning in that. You hear me, Paul? Release it, release Reap, Paul. Release it, release it. Also said, but a Christmas story and Home Alone are a regular must-haves for me. Just followed by Miracle of Thirty Fourth Street and It's a Wonderful Life. My wife loves Elf. Must-watch specials include Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. Will Vinton's Claymation Christmas Celebration and a Garfield Christmas Special. What about Star Wars Holiday Special? We don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. <laughs> what? There's a Star Wars Christmas movie? Oh, they have Christmas oh, in oh, Land you of the Jedi's? may want to stop <laughs> what you're saying right now before you have to watch that. To Disney, it doesn't exist. Yeah. So even George Lucas pretends it doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. First appearance of Boba Fett, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Fucking hilarious. Uh, Tara Maholic said growing up we watched It's a Wonderful Life every year now grown with kiddos they much prefer Elf and the stop motion classic Rudolph the Red Nose and Reindeer Dan Brennick just said this could have been the princess switch when I, when I sent down there to a patron said what movie do you want to do he said the princess switch oh, no. I've watched about 20 seconds of the trailer on uh, Netflix we're never doing that Dan See, shit he's a five dollar patron he can make us fuck See, my girls watch those types of movies and I have seen a substantial part of that and it is not a movie we want to review. You've seen it. You've seen the whole thing. <laughs> Let's, Listen to this if it's bullshit. a choice between that and Money Plane, I'll take my chances with Money Plane. Money Plane. <laughs> uh, and a final other one is from Christina, who said Christmas Vacation and a Christmas Story play every year at my house. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I'll give it to Elf. Elf's not bad. Oh, I've wanted to do Elf. Elf yeah. was a uh, long kiss goodnight. Elf and Lethal Weapon, which is also technically a Christmas film. I would have loved to have done one of those. But very happy we've done this film. I've had a blast. Have you guys had a blast? Had a yeah, blast? Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, love this film. Great film. Awesome. And I will just take this moment to, again, thank you guys, our wonderful patrons. You guys rock. I hope you guys all have a happy holidays and do something similar to what we do down here in New Zealand, which is go to the beach, get sunburnt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's what you do, Sam. <laughs> you go to the beach. Oh, I listen to people go to the beach. <laughs> I don't go to the beach. Fuck that. I hate sand. <laughs> I know it's probably snowing and a whole bunch of other shit up there in America and everywhere else in the Northern Hemisphere that's listening to this. But uh, thank you again to our listeners as well. You guys are great. It's been a pretty good year for us after a pretty average year. Um, you know, obviously with new films coming out, you know, we've been, a- been able to have our fingers on the pulse a little bit more. But speaking of which, next week's episode will be on Spider-Man before we go on a break. So we basically take all of January off, but during that time, we might record some episodes on The Matrix and Ghostbusters and might even chuck it out there a little bit early for you guys, depending on depending on what we do. So, uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, anyway, that is thanks from me. Thanks. Merry Christmas. Have a great 2022. I will. Thank you. That's very kind <laughs> of you.
Hey, before we get into the recording, I've got a question. We're already recording. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck do you think we've just been doing for the last two minutes? No. <laughs> Did you think that was all a warm-up? I was just introducing you guys, well, it talking about the movie. pretty crap, to be honest. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Shall we start again? <laughs> Just kidding. Um, what do you call all Kevin's practical effects that he does? What do you call those? Like his tactics? Like booby traps? Booby traps, yeah. That's it. <laughs> Are you okay? No. Have you had a stroke? Yes. 